Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean Smith. For the weeks in between episodes, we look at the stories that, for one reason or other, didn't make it into the show. In last week's episode, Shores of the Unknown, we ventured to the west coast of Wales, where in 1977, 14 schoolchildren claimed to have seen a UFO lingering in a field behind the far end of their playground. The bizarre episode at Broadhaven School seemed to set off an extraordinary series of events that remain unparalleled in the history of the British UFO experience. Incredibly, this wasn't by any means the most peculiar UFO event to occur in 1977. For that, we need to travel four and a half thousand miles away, southwest across the open waters of the North Atlantic Ocean to a remote fishing village on the north coast of Brazil. It was a balmy night when 48-year-old Emidio Oliveira returned home from work exhausted and crawled into the hammock strung up in his living room. At some time around 11pm, he sensed a sudden brightness in the room. When he opened his eyes, he found the place lit up by a single beam of light that seemed to be coming through the roof. Emidio watched with alarm as the beam tracked across the room before finally stopping to rest on the outside of his thigh just above the knee. He cried out in pain. His leg was burning. When the light disappeared moments later, he rubbed at the spot where now there was a perfectly round red mark exactly where the light had been. 25-year-old dentist Lucia Marquez was buying food at the local market when she heard a loud commotion coming from the beach. 
Walking toward the shoreline, she found a large group of people excitedly huddled together and pointing wildly into the air. She looked up to find two lights, one red and one green, circling each other in the sky above. As she continued to watch, she noticed the lights seemed to be taking it in turns to switch on and off, almost as if they were signalling to each other. Both incidences took place in Colares, a village in northern Brazil on the banks of the vast Rio Para, a large channel at the southern edge of the Amazon Delta. Colares is itself located on the island of Colares, which, sometime at the end of the last ice age, found itself severed from the mainland when ice melt caused the surrounding waters of the Furo de Laura to rise. Just over 60 miles to the south lies the city of Belém, where Carlos Mendes, a junior journalist at the State of Para newspaper, receives the first of many calls one afternoon from a number of Colaris's 2,000 residents, all claiming to have witnessed the bizarre lights in the sky. Around the same time, 24-year-old Dr. Valaidi Carvalho, director of health at the local care unit, notices a sudden increase in the number of people attending her clinic. Before long, 10 to 20 people are turning up each day, all displaying similarly strange injuries and all with a peculiar story to tell. The symptoms were all the same, with patients displaying clear radiation burns, but also, more strangely, small puncture wounds that they claimed only appeared after they had been supposedly attacked by the lights. The wounds, which seemed to turn black within hours of occurring, as if they were weeks old, were nothing like Dr. Carvalho had ever seen before. Back in Belém, Carlos Mendes pulls in a photographer, and together the pair make the two-hour journey to Colares to investigate the apparent sightings for themselves. Within minutes of arriving, they are swamped by terrified residents, desperate to share their stories. One woman described being struck by the light while inside her home, and how at the moment she saw it, her arms and legs became instantly paralysed. It was only the next morning when she found the small puncture wounds on her thorax. It was, she said, as if something had been sucking on her blood. As more and more residents came forward to tell their stories, it became clear to the young journalist that the town was in a dangerous grip of panic. Though neither Mendez nor his photographer would see anything untoward themselves, they were left in little doubt that the fear they had registered on the faces of the townsfolk had been very real indeed. Are you always taking care of your family? Do you often take care of others and not yourself? Now it's time to take care of yourself, to make time for you. You deserve it. Teladoc gives you access to a licensed therapist to help you get back to feeling your best, to feeling like yourself again. With Teladoc, you can speak to a licensed therapist by phone or video. Therapy appointments are available seven days a week 
from 7am to 9pm local time. If you feel overwhelmed sometimes, maybe you feel stressed or anxious, depressed or lonely, or you might be struggling with a personal or family issue, Teladoc can help. Teladoc is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy to change counsellors if needed, for free. Teladoc Therapy is available through most insurance or employers. Download the app or visit teladoc.com forward slash unexplained podcast today to get started. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C dot com slash unexplained podcast. It was sometime in September when a young woman was rushed by panic-stricken relatives into Dr. Carvalho's surgery, unable to open her eyes or mouth, with her body spasming violently. Carvalho did her best to stabilise the patient, but due to the limitations of the clinic, was eventually left with no choice but to drive the woman herself for immediate treatment in the far better equipped Belem City Hospital. It was five days later when another woman was rushed to the clinic in a severe state of shock. Her body so rigid that her relatives had barely been able to manoeuvre her into the car. Carvalho listened with incredulity as they described how the woman had merely been standing in her back garden when she was enveloped in a beam of light which had left her in a complete trance. Again, Carvalho had little choice but to drive the woman to Belém Hospital for emergency treatment. A few days later, Carvalho received the devastating news that both her patients had died. And when she asked to see their death certificates, the cause of death had been listed merely as unknown. Troubled by what they had seen, Carvalho and her colleagues although sceptical of the reports of strange lights in the sky, were nonetheless concerned, and being especially eager to prevent a mass hysterical episode, pleaded with local officials to mount a thorough investigation. As it happened, the authorities had ample reason to take reports of weaponized flying objects very seriously indeed. Only two years previously, the Brazilian military dictatorship led by Ernesto Giesel, had finally ended a brutal and bitter guerrilla war with a militant faction of the Communist Party of Brazil. With much of the fighting happening in the local state of Para, it led some to wonder whether the strange flying objects might in fact be some sort of weapon given to a surviving band of militants by a more advanced communist regime. Soon after, a team of Air Force officers from the regional command of the Brazilian Air Force were duly dispatched to the region. The team, led by experienced operations captain Yoronge Hollanda, began by ordering his men to collect as many eyewitness accounts of the phenomena as possible before trying to record it for themselves. As such, a series of observation posts were set up across the island, each team being equipped with multiple cameras and telescopes to aid their investigation. Over the next few months, Holanda and his team collected testimony 
from over 3,000 local residents who claimed to have seen or at least heard about the apparent UFOs. More than 80 claimed also to have been directly targeted, injured and even chased by them. One evening in October, Dr. Carvalho, who had remained unconvinced by the more fanciful reports, was returning home from work when she saw a woman fainting suddenly in the street. Rushing to help her, she was amazed to find a cylindrical object floating in the sky, no more than a hundred feet above them. Feeling threatened, she tried to move away only to find that she was frozen to the spot. She could only watch in terror for the few moments it took until the object circled once above them before making its way toward the coast and disappearing out to sea. With no sign of an end to the extraordinary reports, the people of Corrales were dismayed when, without warning, one morning in December, Captain Hollander ordered his men to pack up their equipment and immediately vacate the area. Despite their best efforts, neither Dr. Carvalho or Carlos Mendez were able to find any official word from the Brazilian military or government as to what they had or hadn't discovered during the four-month operation. Within a few more months, the reported sightings of weird objects and lights in the sky, named Chupa Chupa by the locals, meaning sucker sucker, became fewer and further between. By March 1978, they had all but stopped. As the local community was left alone to try and come to terms with what had been experienced over the many years that followed, the stories soon dissolved into local legend. And so it would remain for the next two decades. It was sometime in June 1997 when Adelmar Javed, co-editor of Brazil's UFO magazine, received a surprise phone call from Captain Holanda of the Brazilian Air Force. Holanda, who had become an avid reader of Gavard's magazine, congratulated the stunned ufologist on his diligent work and reassured him that he was on the right path. But what Holanda said next sent a genuine chill down his spine. For 20 years, he said, he had been forced to keep a secret. But now he was retired, he didn't want to keep it anymore. He asked finally if Adelmar wanted to know what really happened on that top-secret excursion to Corrales Island in 1977. Days later, a nervous and excited Javed, along with his co-editor, Marco Petit, travelled to Hollander's home in a wealthy suburb of Cabo Freo, in the state of Rio de Janeiro. Prior to arriving, the pair had not quite been sure what to expect of the mythical captain, whose top-secret mission had taken on a heart-of-darkness level of mystique. They were soon relieved, however, to find him although a little shorter than they had expected, in complete possession of all the mental faculties 
one might expect of a man with such significant military experience. And what he told them in the course of two extraordinary hours would change their lives forever. It was true that the Brazilian government had indeed sent him and his men to Corrales to investigate the apparent UFO sightings, and that they had abruptly ended the investigation after four seemingly fruitless months of research. It had even been given a formal name, Operação Prato, meaning Operation Saucer. What wasn't true was that they hadn't found anything. Not only had they recorded over 15 hours of film footage, as well as 500 photographs of UFOs, Hollander had seen them himself. A variety of objects in the sky, some as much as 100 metres in diameter, one coming clearly into view above his team before flying out eastwards over the Atlantic. He even claimed to have one night been visited by a pilot of one of the crafts. A powerful flash of light had lit up his bunk, revealing a creature about one and a half metres tall standing behind him. It was dressed in what looked like a diving suit with a grey mask and it spoke only to reassure him that they meant no harm. Next, Hollander offered his arm to Petit's video camera. See here, he said, as he poked and prodded at the skin. They put this inside me. Petit and Gavard looked on in shock, seeing clearly that there was indeed something buried in the captain's forearm. The researchers turned to each other in stunned disbelief as the ageing captain sat back, exhaling a long, deep breath, as if, like the ancient mariner, he had suddenly been released from a huge and intense burden. Chevert and Petit thanked Hollander for his time, and Julie made their way back home, barely able to fathom what they had just heard. The pair published Hollander's story in July 1997 to little fanfare outside of the wider ufology community. It was immediately denied by the Brazilian government and military. It was three months later when Captain Hollander's daughter, who had not heard from her father in a few days, arrived at his home to check up on him. After repeatedly shouting for him and receiving no reply, she opened the bedroom door to find the veteran's lifeless body slumped down against the back wall. His bathrobe belt, used as a makeshift noose, was wrapped around his neck. Despite an official verdict of suicide, many were quick to suggest that there may have been more to Hollander's death than seemed, coming as it did so soon after he had spoken out about Operation Saucer. Ufologist Adelmar Javert dismissed the accusation, however, believing instead that Hollander's actions were in keeping with a man who had struggled with depression for much of his life. 
it was testament to what Chevert and Petit saw as Hollander's bravery in coming forward, that they doubled down on their search for the truth about what exactly occurred in that remote fishing community in 1977. After launching a request for information, in March 2004, after years of denials, the Brazilian government reluctantly admitted that a UFO investigation had indeed taken place after all. In May 2005, Chevert and Petit travelled to the headquarters of the Brazilian military in Brasilia, where they were granted the opportunity to view a number of documents pertaining to the investigation, including diagrams drawn by Captain Hollander himself, detailing his own personal sightings, as well as a selection of photographs taken during the investigation. Although there remains no clear evidence to reveal exactly what had taken place, what is true is that the majority of the Operation Saucer file remains to this day classified. If you enjoy listening to Unexplained and would like to help supporters, you can now go to unexplainedpodcast.com forward slash support. All donations, no matter how large or small, are massively appreciated. All elements of Unexplained are produced by me, Richard McLean Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or on Twitter at unexplainedpod. Now it's time to take care of yourself, to make time for you. Teladoc gives you access to a licensed therapist to help you get back to feeling your best. Speak to a licensed therapist by phone or video anytime between 7am to 9pm local time, seven days a week. Teladoc therapy is available through most insurance or employers. Download the app or visit teladoc.com forward slash unexplained podcast today to get started. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C dot com slash unexplained podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.